You're listening to Dropping the Ball, a sermon series by Pastor Bay Allen. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Faith on 68. I'm going to move this because I don't feel at home behind a big piece of wood, but I'm going to move it. I realize that it serves its purpose. It is good to have a purpose, um, and it is good to serve in that purpose. So I thank you, Podium, but I am not going to use you at this moment. Uh, But welcome to Faith on 68. I am Pastor Bay, and it is great to be with you as we are just launching right into a new year. And we have a new series, uh, as we tend to do. And this one is called Dropping the Ball, as you can see that picture up there, that beautiful picture. Um, Now, just a quick question. How many of you stayed up the entire time on New Year's for the ball? Okay. You don't have to be shy about it. You You can say, yes, I did. You can say, I really wanted to, you know, you know, the spirit was willing, the flesh was too weak. You could say, I, I don't really remember, and we can talk about that one later. But um, <laughs> if you stayed up for the entirety, I, I want you to know that there were 22%. That is the percentage of Americans that typically fall asleep before the ball drops. There are 22% of Americans where if you didn't have your hand up, they're with you, okay? So you don't have to, you don't have to feel called. I'm not calling you out. You didn't put your hand up. I'm not calling you out. <laughs> um, but the, the great thing about New Year's is that there's this giant ball. And it's, it's, it's always kind of been this thing that I looked at since I was a kid. And I'm like, why? I'm like, I just don't understand. Like basketball, I get, you know, you shoot it in the hoop. Football, I get, you, you cook some nachos. But I mean, this ball, it's interesting. It's freezing outside, New York City, you know, and a million, they, they looked at like a million people or more going into Times Square to see this in that freezing frigid air just to watch a ball drop. Now, as we go into this series, I don't know if you've heard the phrase dropping the ball before, but it's not usually a good thing. I've heard the saying, boy, I really dropped the ball on that one. Or way to go. I've even used it. Way to go. I think you dropped the ball on that one. I don't like that phrase generally. But we wait up until midnight listening to subpar pop music to watch this thing fall. Every year we do this. And I started thinking about that ball. And I encourage you to turn with me in your Bibles, if you have them, or an applicable app on your smartphone, as we look at um, God's Word from, uh, from Mark, chapter 1, verse 7 through 11. And, and actually, you know, I'm going to go back a little bit before 7. You can leave that on the screen, because I'll catch up to it. But just for context, I'm going to start with verse 4. John, this is John the Baptist. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea and all from Jerusalem went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed in camel's hair and a leather belt. He was a real hipster. Um, He had a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and honey. He was on a whole foods diet. Um, Basically, he lived off of the land. And he preached, saying, There comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandal straps I'm not worthy to stoop down and loosen. I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. 
And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And so I go back to the New Year's uh, ball dropping because in many ways we just came out of Christmas time, Christmas tide, if you will, however you want to wrap your head around it. But we saw Jesus come from heaven to earth, kind of like this great, big, marvelous, shiny ball of light, right? Jesus came into our world. And so New Year's comes and we see this ball go up just to come down. And I started thinking, how long has this tradition been around? This is a strange thing. A hundred and well, when this when this uh, fact was written, it was 107. Now, I guess it would be 109 times the ball has dropped since 1907 and 109 because in 1942 and 1943, there was a war going on. So they didn't drop the ball in those years. But did you know that this ball weighs 11,875 pounds? That's a lot of weight. And it is raised up high, 77 feet, into the air on this pole. 11,875 pounds. It was originally 700. It just kept getting bigger and bigger. Each year, they would make it bigger. They would make it better. They would say, we did that last year. This year, we're going to do this. They'd get creative with it. They would look at something that was a tradition, something that they had begun doing however many years ago, and they've kept doing it. But we're not doing it exactly like that this year. It looks like this. I love this. Carol Riley, I think, decorated this. Carol and Riley. Revelation 21.5. God says, behold, I'm doing something new. That is just incredible. You see, you don't have the same ball that you had last year. I'm doing something new. We'll do a ball, but it's going to look different. It's going to be different might have more weight to it. It might be a little shinier. Did you know that there are 2,688 Waterford crystals on that ball? Handmade in Ireland, shipped to America with love. Wow. That is a worth. I don't even know what that's worth. The creators of it don't even know what it's worth. They were asked, how much is that ball worth? And there's not a market for it. There's not like these people going... Oh, well, the the 1959 ball went for this. So that one's probably... No, there's no market for New Year's Eve balls. They say it's definitely more than a million. We'll give you that. Definitely more than two and three million. We'll give you that. But when the overall is said and done, you know what word they use to describe how much this is worth? Priceless. It's like a MasterCard commercial. It's priceless. You cannot put a price tag on this. Not everything has a price tag. It also takes 50,000 watts of power to light up. How'd you like that electric bill? I bet you they could save a little bit of money by not having the ball one year. But the ball goes up. They work all year to make that ball go up. At the end of the year, 10, 9, Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Smooch your wife. It is Happy New Year's. 
Grab someone next to you and shoot some confetti. It is New Year's. It is a cause to rejoice because what is a new thing? That's done, but it doesn't stop there. There's a new, new thing that is already beginning. Plans are already in the work for next year's ball. And when we look at today's scripture, the reason I wanted to give you that context of John the Baptist is John the Baptist was good at what he did. John the Baptist was living off of the land. He immersed himself completely, everything he had into his ministry. He lived off of the land. He smelled bad and he baptized people in the water. How you're in the water and you're all dirty all the time. I have no idea, but that's the vision I have of John is that he was dirty. He was probably clean. He was always in the Jordan, right? But Jordan, I've seen pictures. It's not really all that clean. But what we see here in today's scripture is John. He was good at what he did, but what does he say? There comes someone. I'm not even worthy of loosening their sandals. There's a new ball arising in the sky. And his name's Jesus. And when Jesus Christ comes, oh, the glory of that ball on the top of that 77-foot pole is just, the world is going to be changed. That's what John is, he has no qualms, no holding back about it. He's saying, this isn't for me. My ministry is for him. My ministry is for Jesus Christ. And then it came to pass that Jesus Christ came and was baptized by John in the Jordan and immediately coming up from the water he saw the heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove and a voice saying you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased so I want you to if you're taking some notes this morning first thing you can write down is just drop that ball you can write drop that ball it's okay it's been up there it's been going all year okay that ball sometimes it's okay to drop a ball because when you drop it you allow another one to come up and I pray that that one coming up is Jesus and ministry that he has blessed you with in your life. And I pray that you live into that in 2018. Um, so drop that ball. The second one, we see this is my son in whom I am well pleased. There is power in raising up. Your words have power. Think about how you, how you speak to the people that you love, the people that you just maybe even interact with for five minutes in your entire life. Maybe you just meet them one time. But your words can bring either a blessing or a curse. You can either raise up or you can tear down with the words that you speak. How can you follow our Heavenly Father's example and say, oh, I'm well pleased. You know, that, you did a really good job with that. that. That's beautiful. You did a really good job with that. Thank you. Or Sally, thank you for helping to light the Advent wreath. That was beautiful. Thank you. George, thank you for serving week after week. Thank you for making the coffee. I'm pleased. You did so good. It's a, it means a lot when we say, I am pleased in something you do. What I want you to know today is that God is pleased in what you do. That's a bigger ball. That is a shinier Waterford water crystal enshrined ball, whatever you want to call it. It's more glorious. And just as God looked at Jesus, his only begotten son, and said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus' ministry basically began right here. Immersion, total immersion. Until he goes to the cross, he is immersed in his ministry from this moment forward. I want you to pray about 
What are you going to pour yourself into this year? What are you going to pour yourself into this year? And how are you going to, you know, how are you going to get others involved? Because it's not about one person. You know, one person didn't make the ball. Jesus had 12 disciples. There was a lot of impact. There's people that are involved in ministry. It's not just the one person. No, we can say it's all about Jesus and we're still telling the truth. But even Jesus empowered people. How can you bring other people on board? This, this is a new ministry that's forming here. Maybe pray about how you can get even more creative people to come in and just enter into discussion. When I don't know. That's between you and God and your ministry that he may be placing on your life right now that you're living into. How can you get more people involved? Leah does a great job of getting more people involved uh, with, with communion each week or when we have it on the first week of the month. Uh, we have greeters. How can you get involved? And then how can you get other people involved? How can you get more people in the mix? I want you to think about that this year. Jesus thought about that. Jesus actually said, you know, to his disciples, you're going to do greater things than I am. Because Jesus, just as his ball rose after John's went down, Jesus knew his ball wasn't going to be up there forever. His would come, his, his earthly ministry would end. And what would happen? There's a ball going up. My message for you today is that it's your time. This is your ball. 2018. How are you going to let it shine? What kind of crystals are going to be in it? How are you going to proclaim Jesus in 2018 in the ministry that you do and in the way that you purpose your life in this year? People talk about resolutions all the time. I say just focus on the end, not a new beginning. We always talk new beginnings. We always talk new beginnings. There's snow outside and there's buds underneath that are going to spring forth in the spring. But what I want you to focus on is... Yes, how can I grab a hold of that new one? But I want you to think, will, will it go up all the way? Is this achievable? Is this achievable? What am I going to pour myself into? How am I going to get other people involved? Is it achievable? And then don't be afraid to let that ball drop. Don't be afraid to, to drop the ball so that God can continue to raise up a new ball for a new year. I pray that God reveals to you what you are to do and that you would do it and you would let your light shine. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we are, we are thankful for the way that you call us to, to ministry. We, we may turn, a, turn an ear against that at times or we may try and run the other way. But you have a purpose and a plan for each of us. I pray that you let us see it. I pray that you let us see that purpose in our lives. Just as Jesus came all those years ago. And he found these 12 just kind of crazy motley crew of people. His disciples. You know what? He, he positioned them into ministry. He became friends with them. I pray that you allow us to, to become friends with the people that we are serving with here. 
Let us raise up a ball into the sky and let that ball be none other than Jesus Christ, our Lord, so that everyone can see that our God is indeed doing something new.